This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome back to Rams Talk Podcast. Uh, we're here today after a very, very bad game. Uh, I know, again, probably not the best describing word I could have used, but it, it was painful. Very, very painful. But today we're going to try and make the most of it. This is probably going to be our least listened to episode of all time uh, because that's <laughs> what happens whenever we lose, apparently. Um, so we'll jump straight into it. Um, first off, I've got Callum Bucock. How are you, mate? I've been better. I'm not gonna lie. Wow, the pressure <laughs> has set right. <laughs> um, we've also got a big thing, are you, Vic? Deflated. <laughs> right, this is gonna be this is gonna be a great episode. Go on, Everyone listening, uh, I know the first bit is important for retention. Uh, please stick with us. We might cheer <laughs> up, uh, and a man that is definitely cheered up, Chris Matthews Redwoods. Hello, Chris. How are you? <laughs> I'm all right. I just pop some. I, I just pop some Prozac. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Right, uh, and just want to say, Vic, you're looking very suave today. To uh, mm. describe it to the listeners, he's wearing uh, a very Wolves-coloured uh, turban. You look very fresh, Vic. I like. I've it. got. I've just got high ho silver lining in in, in my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Right, let's oh. let's get straight into oh. it. Um, and yeah, not annoy Vic anymore. Um, so to start. Off, let's talk about a man that I tweeted about and it got a very mixed reaction. I mean, most people actually agreed with me, which I was surprised about, to be honest. Um, Curtis Davis, uh, he's been great for years. We know he's been great for years. Um, I think this year he's struggled and he's been in and out of the team. I think, you know, he was hooked at half time and we'll get onto those substitutions later on. It's obviously a huge talking point because he's been such a big player for us, player of the season last season. He, he looks a little bit off the pace. He, he's 38 years old. Callum, I, I mean, I've got written here, is his time up? And we need to look, you know, a little bit longer term. Do you really think that his time is up now at Derby? I mean, prior to the podcast, I was hoping I wasn't going to get, get, gonna get this question. <laughs> that's all, to be honest. I was hoping it was one of the other guys. Um, I, don't, I don't know. Um, I, I would say... Uh, as in starting, at least, yes, mm. I think that that's yeah. it for me. I think for me, um, unless we are down to bare bones and we need him in there or we need him to, like he did at the last game, uh, I think it was last game of the season, a couple of seasons ago, to try and hold on to a lead and whatever, and we bring him on just to get a body on, 
for me, that's it. Um, he, his heart's in the right place. He's, he, that's never gone astray. Um, he's always given his, his self the club since he's been here. Um, but I just think it's catching up with him um, and it's getting plainer and plainer to see. Uh, and it hates me. I actually don't like saying it because I really, really like him. He's been great for the club and, and he's a nice bloke. Um, he lives down he the is. road from me. So he's <laughs> such a nice guy. And uh, And it's one of them where you kind of, it's horrible to see a player that you've kind of admired for so many so many seasons and at some points he was the main stayer at the back and to see him kind of turn into the, the scapegoat for a lot of people and including myself to be honest um where you can just see how shaky we are at the back with him he's and you just want to kind of just say to him Come on, mate. Is it is it, is it is it time? But it's like I said, it's horrible to see, and we'll just have to see how it plays out for the rest of the season, and what his role is um, going forward. We've seen what what's happened with Stearman and stuff like that, mm. and it's do we see a similar vein with him? Well, that's exactly it. I think last season it kind of helped that we were a team that were you know, struggling down at the bottom. And I know, obviously, we would have stayed up without the deduction, but we were a team down at the bottom and our team reflects that. And I think for the likes of both Davis and Stearman, um, they they could play the role they've always played, throwing themselves in front of things, you know, last-ditch tackles, last-ditch blocks. But when it comes to when you're the team in the ascendancy, they've both struggled and, and Davis... You know, obviously, Stim's not played, so he can't struggle because he's not been on the pitch. But Davis, especially recently, has struggled. Um, and there was a quite a comedic moment actually where I think Cashin won a tackle and it was rolling towards Davis so slowly, and he could have just gone and won the ball. <laughs> and he just stood there and just watched as the you know, the, the Fleetwood attacker just runs and takes the ball. And it's like, what is going on here? You know what I mean? Mm. I think that was yeah. the moment for me where I thought. He's just, he can't do it. He's struggling. He looks slow. Obviously, as we said, he's not played a lot. So that's obviously going to have an impact. So Vic, I mean, obviously, as Callum said, he's a player that I'm sure we've all got a lot of respect for. Um, and, you know, writing a player off isn't something we like to do on here. And it isn't something I like to do personally. But I think it has got to a point now where we need Cashin and Fozzie to be our centre-back pairing unless James Chester comes back. Because... Davis just looks like a man who's struggling. Yeah, I mean, you can tell, you can sort of tell his time's up. I think his role with us now is probably more of a case of he can come as like to protect the lead if we're in the lead with 10 minutes to go, just to show up the defence. A bit similar to what Stearman was doing earlier on and in last season as well. Uh, it's a shame though, because I do like Davis, um, but he has made a lot of mistakes this season. Uh, some of them have cost us. So um, it's a shame to see it, but, you know, I mean, it's not as if we're going to completely get rid of him out of the team. I think he can still be an impact from the bench, but not as a starter for me. Yeah, I think that's exactly it, Vic. I, I think he still has a role to play off the bench. When we're hanging on, you know, there aren't many players I'd rather have. But when it comes from the start, I mean, we saw during the game, Smith had a, a stinker at the start. Um, and a lot of players did, but it, it was really tough because every time the ball came to Davis, his passing is so poor, they just struggled to get the ball off him. And we just kept losing the ball over and over again. Um, and I think that really affected the confidence of the players around him. You know, when Cashin plays with Davis, he looks half the player he is when he plays for Fozzie. 
and and Smith's exactly the same. When he's got Davis next to him, he seems to keep trying things and doing things that he wouldn't normally do. So it's yeah, it, it is a weird one. And Chris, I'll, I'll come to you. I know obviously we we had a nice chat in the group chat last night about it. Um, and I know you were you were uh, trying to think of the word vehemently. Is that the word defending uh, Davis last night? Um, and you know he's he's obviously a, a big player at the club. Um, what do you think, mate? On reflection, my defensiveness of him is because I don't want his reputation. I don't want the final us remembering Curtis Davis to be a bad one. Yes. Um, yeah. And I really, really hope that you know you're you, you are right in terms of starting week after week. He is finished in that in 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 that regard, but I don't want us to remember his career at Derby County for the last few months of the league one season where we miss out on playoffs. Um, but as I said yesterday, you know, it's not him who picks, picks the, picks the team. It's Paul Warren. Um, and I think it was the team selection yesterday completely baffled me. I'll be, brut- I'll be brutally honest. Um, and, you know, Yes, it was it was it was good to have um, you know Fozzie as captain and you know all that all, all that malarkey for his for his three hundredth game. But Max Bird was back in the team. In my opinion, he 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 should have had the captain's armband. Should have been Fozzie and Cashin at the at the back. And as it's already been said, you 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 bring on Davis when we're defending a two or one goal lead, um, and it is. It's really sad to see that his reputation literally week by week is going down now. And I don't want his Derby County career to be remembered for losing us games or giving away penalties. Um, I just think it's really sad. And I, but I think I don't think it, it, it's it's Warren's fault that he's in this, that he's like this. Um, and yeah, I just... It is. It is really sad. It is really sad, and it's so many players we can count for Derby County whose reputation has been tarnished by poor performances towards the end of a playoff campaign or the end of the end of the season, um, and it all goes horribly wrong. And out of all the players in our history, Curtis Davis is right up there with someone who should be having that legend status. Um, and unfortunately, the way things the things are going, um, that's not going to happen through no fault of his own because he's just not he's just not there anymore well I think that's it I think perspective is quite important um you know when you think about Curtis Davis I think someone's already mentioned it already that last game of the season when we needed at least a draw against Chef Wednesday and he wasn't fit um they had to I think they changed his insurance or something like that he, that he played it, yeah. without insurance yeah. because he wasn't yeah he, yeah, he signed a waiver. He wasn't fit to play. He, he, you know, he wasn't supposed to play. He could have picked up a serious... I mean, don't get me wrong, he was 36. So, you know, any sort of injury is pretty much a career ender. But he could have picked up a serious injury that day. And he put himself on the line for the team. And I hope supporters never forget that. I'll never forget yeah. that. Yeah. But, again, he's 38 now. I know he only turned 38 about four days ago. <laughs> he's, 30, he's 38 now. Um you know, he's playing in a team that's pushing right at the top. If you can make that big impact off the bench, if we're defending a lead, you know, let's say we hopefully qualify for the playoffs. If we do get playoffs, if he's coming off the bench and, you know, shoring it up, brilliant. 
that's that's exactly what we want and i think that's what he'll be remembered for hopefully going forwards but you know as you say chris it, it, and as everyone said it's it's a difficult time for him isn't it i think I, I think i think we would all agree that our final memory of curtis davis would be amazing if it was him and max bird lifting the lifting the, the yeah. lifting the the trophy at, at wembley that would be the dream but unfortunately at the moment i just fear it's going to be worse and he's not going to have that moment that he really, really deserves. Yeah. Well, we've got to stay positive, haven't we? Um, and I think supporters-wise, we need to stay positive. I know, obviously, form's not great. I think we've won three in nine, which, you know, it isn't the best, you know, technically one in three, isn't it, with, uh, with that ratio? But it's not the best form. You know, it's patchy. But in the playoffs, anything can happen. And we've just got to make sure we get there. And we've got to make sure that us as fans back the team. Obviously, the atmosphere has not been great the last few games, especially at home. Well, Oxford was all right, to be fair. But the last few games at home, it's it's not been great. Um, keep backing the lads. Let's keep going. And yeah, yeah let's show the team how much we want to get in those playoff places. Um, but Callum, Chris has mentioned it. The, the team selection was a little bit odd from Paul Warren. Um, I was really surprised when he came out after the game against Oxford and said he thought the defence defended really well. Uh, I personally thought we looked dreadful at the back. Against Oxford. <laughs> I thought we really struggled and we were lucky not to draw or even lose that game. Really, really lucky. Um, and I mean, it, it summed it up. He'd made four subs by 45 minutes, which I don't think I've ever seen. Well, it's been impossible <laughs> until the last few years. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it before. Um he got it wrong, didn't he? Obviously, McGoldrick had only trained one day, so he couldn't start. Uh, Jason Knight had trained for a couple of days, so he could have started. Uh, Collins was up front, obviously. He's got no one else other than maybe Barquez, and if he'd fancied it. Uh, we had Springer, who kept his place and really, really struggled, I thought, in that first half. It was just a weird team, wasn't it? And it just didn't work. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, the the... I mean, I put—I think I put it in the group chat when it came out. I went, "I'm, I'm not a fan of that 11. Um, and it's more um, a couple of them were forced, as I say. Would I start him a Goldrick after he obviously came out and only trained one day? Probably not. So I'll probably back him on that one. Um, Springer um, did all right on his um, debut against Oxford. Could you, could you have put in a Dobbin or a Barquez in there at home? More than likely, yes. Um, but obviously, it would have been quite harsh on him. So, again, it's one of those. The biggest one for me was the back four. Um, I mean, at home, um, we, we've we got a solid back four. And for me, the best one, that, in, in my opinion, that we've got is Roberts, Cashin, Forsyth, and then, obviously, Rooney or Smith. Obviously, Smith had a stinker, but usually this season he's been all right. Um, but Rooney or him. Um, and for me, it clearly showed within that first half that um with it, when we've got a team that's i don't know when when we're playing a forward line like we've got the likes of Marriott and and Jaden Stockley who are going to chase you down for 90 minutes and we know what Marriott's like we've seen what he was like for us and and we're playing him with a 38 year old center half uh, and a and Cashin had a had a poor second first half and the trouble is then you're kind of sitting there going what can we do so just gotta, what had gotta what had Jake Rooney done to be deserved to be completely? <laughs> I don't I don't understand that. I yeah. really don't. Well, the, no, I think no, the thing no, was yeah, the thing was is that Bird comes straight back in, doesn't he? And he didn't yeah. want to drop Corey Smith, so Rooney's the the one that goes. And uh, you know, it was I think Chris? To be honest, I, I don't think it was it was fair 
particularly that he was dropped. I can understand why he was dropped, but it, it just makes the back four even more baffling, in yeah. my opinion. Exactly. It's like, like the um, Gareth Southgate men- mentality, <laughs> isn't it? I'm going to pick my my most loyal and long long standing long standing players, even if they aren't aren't in form. It just didn't make sense. Well, yeah, that, and that's exactly it. And I kind of look at it and go, um, it's probably the first time we've all gone as a collective and gone, yeah, he's got this wrong here. Uh, and I felt that, I mean, I only listened to it on, on the radio can make it because of work. And you could tell that from the reaction on social media, the reaction of we watching the highlights, no one was confident. And we're playing a 16th place team at the time. And the fact that we're at home against 16th place team, we're not confident going from the start. And I mean, the first 10 minutes summed it, summed it up. That, that first half was probably the worst I've seen us play all season. And we've had a couple of stinkers this year. Um, and uh, and it just worries you, like you said, that inconsistent form, we just need to shore up. Even if we're getting draws or wins, it's one of them that going into the playoffs, it's the team who's in form. Even if we finish sixth, uh, and it, it doesn't matter. We just need to be informed because then that takes you and takes you one. Um, and the trouble is at the moment where we are the most inconsistent team in that in that pack at the moment. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. And and sticking with team selection, Vic. Um, I've got a lovely stat for you here. So I was just having a look. <laughs> I was really really surprised when James Collins lasted the full ninety. I was so sure that he was going to come off at half time. Um, when we made the changes because he looked completely out of it. I think he, he looks lost. He chases down balls that he's just wasting his time. I think he gives away stupid free kicks. Um, James Collins played 90 minutes. He had the fewest touches of any player on the pitch. That's including all the subs uh, with 20. And he had two stats that were equal. Now, if you were going to guess what those two stats are, uh, I bet you wouldn't have guessed passes and fouls would be the same. He completed Christ. three passes in 90 minutes of nine attempted. So that's a 33% pass completion. And he gave away three fouls. And for balance, I've looked at McGoldrick and McGoldrick completed 15 and also had almost double the touches that Collins had, even though he came on just before half time. He's a baffling player. He had that really good run of form, Vic. I- I'm really starting to wonder what he actually brings because it's clearly not goals. He can't hold the ball up. He can't pass the ball. Vic, please tell me. (coughs) What can he do? I feel really bad. I'm sorry, James. But what can he do? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's, it's funny you mention that because like with Collins, like if we look at his career prior to Derby, 
and look at his goal scoring ratio to his games, he's actually a one in three. And if you look at this season, he sort of replicated that with Derby, so he's actually replicating one in three, which is weird. So it's the it's the sort of probably performance that we expect from him. You're right. I don't see what he actually does. Um, but then I've always said, I've said from the beginning, he struggles playing that lead striker up top on his own. He needs somebody with him. Um, and if that means prevent. Well, but McGoldrick isn't the isn't the sort of player you want. The no, we need we no. need pace up top if Collins is playing because no. Collins isn't the quickest. So we need someone like maybe Dobbin or even Barkhausen to maybe slot into that second striker role. Uh, but yeah, I mean he struggled for confidence. He's uh, he's not he's not having the best of the times. I don't see what he's contributing because he's just chasing. He's running around like a headless chicken. Uh, he jumps like ten seconds before the ball even comes to him, and it's an uh, aerial duel. So that winds me up so much, Vic. Honestly, I noticed it so much against Oxford, and then yesterday I got to miss the goal. Just watch him. I go, watch what he's gonna do. I go, he's gonna jump before the ball even gets there. He's already jumped to make it look like he's attempted for it, and he's missed it. <laughs> <laughs> there's a time. There's a time. So I ended up. Um, I sat with one of my friends in the family stand. What an atmosphere, by the way, the family stand. <laughs> Um, and I know, wow. And um, I, I had a really good view of pretty much the whole pitch from there. And do you remember when he went down claiming a pen in the second half? Uh, the bloke yeah. just sort of breathed near him and he threw himself to the floor, arms out, look at the ref. And Joe Wildsmith's reaction to that, he, he just turned around and he, he basically punched the ground in frustration that... Um, He'd done it, and every time he went down, you could see Wildsmith's reaction. He was getting more and more frustrated with watching him dive over and over again. And it just seems weird. Obviously, it's annoying as a fan because once you start noticing these things, it's hard to unsee them. Like, like you said, with him jumping like two years before the balls reached him, and the ball comes in at his chest, and he just throws himself to the floor, and obviously doesn't get the free kick because no one's near him, and it's like, what are you, what are you trying to do, man? <laughs> what are you actually trying to achieve? His first touch is poor as well. Like he's like yeah. a pong ball. Like literally, when the ball gets hits him, it's just, just it's just kind of like fifty <laughs> yards forward. I mean, I, I don't I don't, don't want to slate him. Like, I know that's know. a hard thing. You know what it is. I don't want oh. to. But it's, we're getting to that sort of that stage of the season now where everything really matters. And even allude, going back to the point about Jake Rooney, to drop him from the squad completely baffles me. Like, what's that going to do for his confidence going forward? Because I thought he was fairly okay against the. Oxford, if not probably the best defender out of the four. Mm. Um, at least have him on the bench as an option because we probably could have done with him. Because um, just because you know he's going to give hundred percent in terms of his tackles, he's not the quickest right back, but we know he'll he'll, he'll put his foot in. And and a lot of the players didn't do that yesterday, bar Sibley. The the only time I've I've, I've looked at Collins uh, and thought you know what he, he's good. It was when uh, McGoldrick was injured for I think it was coming back from that they injury at the start of the season. And uh, we were playing the three-five-two, and it, I mean, it didn't work with the wing backs. But Dobbin up top with him as pace was the only time for those three games where I actually thought, you know what, he's gotten something out of him. And, and I don't like Dobbin up top, but it was the only time where the the the, the usefulness of Collins came to fruition. And ever since then, he's been non-existent. And and it's one of them where you look at Luton and his career there, and he's banging in goals left, right, and centre, and you go. Which one have we got? Well, I think that's exactly it, mate. And 
when you look at Collins, it's obvious he doesn't suit this team and this team doesn't suit him. And I think that's the saddest thing. It makes him look probably a lot poorer than he is. I know we've just spent the last 10 minutes saying he physically can't do anything, but he must have been able to do something because he scores goals. And Callum's exactly right. I hadn't even thought about that. That time when we played the back three for a few games, you know, I remember MK Don's away. He was brilliant at MK Don's away. And I think those four or five games are the only games where I've sort of looked at him and thought, yeah, you actually really offer something here. You've, you've done really well. When he's playing up front on his own or in a 4-4-2, I don't think he looks he looks like a Honestly, good Honestly, yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, he goes down more than Kieran Lee, doesn't he? I mean, it's just <laughs> awful to watch. For awful. anyone anyone listening who doesn't know who Kieran Lee is, don't Google it. <laughs> Sorry, that, that was live. <laughs> For your own good. Don't, don't Sorry, yeah. yeah. Don't, don't I wouldn't advise that. Yes, you, you are spot on. What have we got? What have we got? And then when we're talking about, oh, he'll play well with Lewis Dobbin up front, I'm just, oh, my God. <laughs> Can you imagine the running and we're playing James Collins in behind Lewis Dobbin? I'm, oh. Yeah, it is. It is worrying, but the problem is we've got to have options, and I genuinely wouldn't be surprised to see us try a three-five-two again before the end of the season. If the next couple of games we struggle, I, I can see us trying it because if we can't get out of this rut doing what we've done the whole time, we've got to try something new. And one of the big problems we've had, everyone said, no plan B. You know, we've got. We need no something, plan don't we? We need something. Just yeah. need something different because we're getting too predictable. That's exactly it. But luckily, we've got, you know, we could play Roberts, Fozzie, Cashin as part of the back three. Take Smith off, bring a winger or a striker on. All of a sudden, you can completely change system. So it is doable. Um, although one of the players that we'd want for that system, Nathaniel Mendes-Lang, um, we were saying, weren't we, Callum? We, we think he's been injured for a while. Ever since he came back from injury, he's not been yeah. as explosive as he was. Um, he doesn't want to burst past players in the same way that he was doing before. Um, which, you know, you can tell he, he's found it hard. He's found it frustrating. He's trying to do what he can do. It's finally got too much for him. He got taken off. I mean, Chris, do you think, well, this is a silly question because we don't know the extent of the injury, but do you think he'll be back in the next few weeks? And do you think he'll be able to hit top form before the end of the season? God, what a question. I mean, I, you, I've said on this pod a month ago, that I'd send him on holiday for two weeks and just do nothing. Um, and it, I, I think it's just proving it. He is, um, I mean, the Shrewsbury game sticks out to me. He came on for the last 15 minutes and all he achieved is running the running the ball out of place twice. Um, he's just not what he was earlier on in the in the season. It's a sim, it's as sim, simple as that. But you've got that, you've got that dilemma, haven't you? Do you do you play him in order to get into the playoffs or do you save him hoping we get into the playoffs for the playoff campaign? It's really, really, it's really, really difficult. And yeah, as you said, we don't know what, what the injury is or how long he will be, will, will, will be out for, but he needs, a, he needs two, three weeks where he's literally doing nothing because unfortunately without him, you look at the alternatives, you know, yes, Barkhausen, you know, he has his he has his moments. Um, you know, my thoughts on Dobbin. Um create creativity if he's not there and if he isn't firing. And we talk about players like Collins, if he's not getting the deliveries in 
into the box, his stats are going to be even even worse. And then we're relying on David McGoldrick. It, yeah, it it's it is worrying. It is worrying. When when you look at Derby's top three goal and assist providers this year, you've got at the top obviously McGoldrick. You've got Conor Hurahan, and then in third is Mendes Lang. I think if you lose Mendes Lang, you lose a huge part of our team. I think it's it's you obvious. lose our width. It's as yeah. simple as that. That's exactly it. And I think, you know, Barkazen, he, he has got moments and I think he will do things. I think with a consistent run, he definitely will deliver in some shape or form. And and Dobbin, you know, he's he's got magic in his boots when he runs with it. I, I think when Dobbin came on, he was probably our best player. I, I thought he looked really, really yeah. good in that second half. Um, you know, again, a little bit of end product. Um, maybe sometimes he needs <laughs> a little but, bit. <laughs> yeah, but he, he can make a difference, and defenders are scared of him. They're terrified of him because yeah. they know he's quick, he's direct, and he'll beat them, and he'll do it over and over. Port Vale away showed that. So, I think Mendes Lang being missing would be an issue. I, to be honest, if he's feeling any you know semblance of that injury, don't play him. It, it's not worth it. Don't play him. Um, I'd rather have him for the last few games of the season than have him for 10 games where he can't play. So, mm. yeah, I hope if Paul Warren is listening, which I'm sure he is, I'm sure he tunes it every week. Mm. Um, I hope that, um, yeah, gives gives Mendes Lang a little bit of a rest because I think he deserves it. Um, and one more player I kind of want to touch on um, from the starting 11, Callum, Louis Sibley. He's... He had a great game against Oxford. I think he struggled. I don't think it was necessarily just his fault. Uh, it was more just because of the way we were playing and it killed him. I, I know he had some nice touches. He was swarmed by about five players whenever he got the ball. and I don't think he had much help around him either. Um, maybe it's a little bit harsh to say, you know, same Sibley, same inconsistencies. Um, but do you think he starts against Peter? Burr? I think he might have to actually because Knight won't play. Yeah, I, don't, I think Knights with uh, Ireland. I think so. Yes, yeah, yeah. so I think I'll have to. Um, I mean, it's it's the it's. The, I think I said it last week. It's which Sibley do we get? And is and I do do I think we got a poor Sibley? No, but I thought we got a Sibley that didn't really offer much. Um, and and the trouble is, it it came at a time where we needed something from that trio. Um, that that. And and he's and in that ten role, you need him to be that little spark, and and we know he's got it. Um, but I think he just got bullied out of the game, to be honest, mm. um, by a team that uh, had his number, and and they did well. Um, and I don't think it was anything like I said against him in terms of oh he he had a really really poor game or anything like. Because I think the whole team was poor, but um, and and singling him out's a bit harsh, as you say. But um, he does need to in those sort of games. Um, need to provide something if he wants to maintain that 10 spot because Paul Warren came out straight away and said um, for the reasoning for the subs, which we'll probably uh, allude to a little bit, he, we needed someone in there to go and rat around and go and get it. We, we were missing him. Um, so, And if that's being said by the manager at the end, then what, what what's Sibley going to think? So it's a case of kind of dusting yourself off and at the end of the day you've got an opportunity now you have he'll have to probably start if he has a poor game against Peterborough then Knight's coming straight back in for him well that's it and I think there's something that I said on on Twitter earlier is that at this point uh, I'd take recent form out the window we've had a couple of you know dodgy games I think play our best 11 
player yeah. best 11. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what people have done. Play the best 11 players that we can. You know, uh, like we've said about back four, he, he thought the back four did well. But we had we could have played our normal back four with our normal midfield, and he chose not to. I really hope that he doesn't do that again, and and he sticks with what we've got, um, or he changes from what we've got. Sorry, and, and <laughs> play the best players that we can. But right, that's enough of that. Let's have a quick look forward to Peterborough. Um, Vic, come to you. Obviously, horrible game. They're in terrific form. If they win, they go within a point of us. They can't win. We can't let them win. Um, what are your thoughts out of the game and score prediction? Yeah, I mean, Peterborough, uh, well, they're on our heels now. It's almost like a playoff game within the playoff mix, isn't it, really? Um, Six-pointer, something. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. Um, generally, we... I'll just write that one down, Jake. That's a really good one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Generally, we tend to struggle when we go to... Um, uh, London Road or whatever, Western Stadium, whatever it's called now. Um, we don't tend to seem like we can play uh, good football there. We don't pick up a result. But like I said, this is the perfect opportunity for the lads now. Um, it can't get any lower than it did against Fleetwood. So the only way is oh, up from it. God, that's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> nah, to be fair, to be fair, losing against Peterborough is away from home is... is... You know, a lot of teams have done it. I think losing at home to Fleetwood is 10 times more painful. Um, but yeah, no, I agree, Vic. I agree. What's yeah. your score prediction, mate? I'm going to go for a 1-0 derby win. Oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, I've tried to cast the 4-1 victory uh, predictions <laughs> that we had last week out of my mind. Uh, Chris, score prediction. What do you reckon, mate? Just, just very, very quickly, I think we need to mention how good Fleetwood were before yeah. we oh, move definitely. on. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, that they were fantastic yesterday. We can't take anything away from that before everyone thinks, oh, it's all Derby bashing. They did a brilliant job. Um, Peterborough, I'm really concerned about. I think they will make the top six. Um, and my fear at the moment is that it's going to be us that they're going to replace. Um, I will take a point every day of the week. Um, so I'll go, I'll, we're not going to keep a clean sheet, are we? So let's go for a one-all. One all. I like it. And I like how you're trying to be friends with teams now, Chris, after Shrewsbury. <laughs> and the entire Shrewsbury was on your back. I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Did we extend them a warm welcome yesterday? Yeah, and they. Yeah. They, they, so. they took it. Right, Callum, what do you reckon? Score prediction. Um, I'm actually, I'm going to go with Chris. I'm going to go one all. Um, I reckon it's going to be a, a tough slog, and I think um, they're going to. It's one of them where we just need to not lose. And do I think we'll win away in the form we are? Probably not. So I'm going to go probably draw one all. I am going to follow you guys. I'm going to say two all. I think I think we're not good enough at defending. They're not good enough at defending. Both teams are pretty good going forwards. <laughs> I think two all makes uh, makes the most sense to me. And yeah, let's just hope. Let's just really, really hope that you know this is our time. We can do it. And Kyle Cooper, what a bloke! I'll put it up on screen. There you go, Kyle. He's put Rams to win next week. Legend, Kyle. I hope you go right. on, Kyle. Um, <laughs> it, it would be the most Derby County thing to go and get a win there, though. It would. <laughs> it would. <laughs> are we? Are we? Are we in agreement that if we do go and win at Peterborough, that will be the biggest result of of the of the oh, season? Definitely. Given everything that's happened, yeah. at least back end of the season, yes. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think that pretty much puts us, you know, right in the playoff picture. I think any sort of result on Saturday is huge. Yeah. And yeah, so it's a six pointer. It is. Mm. I'm going to write that down again. That's brilliant. <laughs> no one's ever said that. Nuggets before. of wisdom. Nuggets of wisdom from Jay Barker. <laughs> uh, why I get paid the big bucks, mate. Um, but yeah, right. Cheers, lads. That was that was good. Uh, that was yeah. After a painful day, it was nice to unload a little bit with uh, <laughs> with you guys. Um, if you did enjoy, please you know do leave a like. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, please do give us a rating. Uh, we've had loads of five star ratings, uh, which is really, really kind, really generous, and we appreciate it so much. Uh, so if you do enjoy, please do give us a rating um, as long as it's five stars. And, you know, <laughs> if, if if you want to catch the clips, you can catch them on Twitter at Rams Talk Pods. Uh, we try and get you guys involved as much as we can. And if any of you do want to get involved, let us know. You know, we're always open to new people, new things, new ideas. Um, this is meant to be a community, so we want to make it as, as much of a community as possible. But, right, thank you so much for listening. Uh, and, guys, yeah, good chat. Thank you. See you later, Cheers. mate. Cheers, Jake. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.